32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted Sports Nutrition Advisors. Welcome back to 32GI Sports Nutrition with myself, Mr. Active David Katz. Don't forget to go check out our website, 32GI.com. There's lots of information on there, and you can also pose questions to the coach. All you have to do is email coach at 32GI.com. Moving straight to our topic this week, building up uh, in the Southern Hemisphere, South Africa to be exact, to uh, a big race down here. It's the 70.3 event in East London at the end of January. Going to be very interesting to see what goes there. So with that in mind, we uh, it's a great pleasure, so I say, to welcome Freddie Lampret onto the show, one of South Africa's best uh, triathlon athletes and ultra triathlon athletes. Freddie, thanks very much for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure, David. Now, Freddie, for people out there might have seen you racing. I know a lot of triathletes see you guys out on the course, but they don't quite know what sort of races and times you're doing in comparison. Um, your sort of triathlon background and some of the events you've done in the past couple of years? Um, okay, so I've done a lot of Ironman racing. Uh, did my first Ironman in 2000, which is now 16 years ago. Um, I've also raced many half Ironman distance races, which is probably my most... Um, frequent racing distance because of the fact that you can recover quite quickly and at that distance I've managed to get one SA title under my belt uh, which was in 2012 I was South African long course champion in 2012 and since then I've had a number of uh, top 5 and podium positions in uh, international 70.3s uh, Freddie, looking at 70.3, we, of course, we've got Ironman South Africa, and triathlon was around here. It was big, but it, it was generally shorter stuff. Do you think that uh, Ironman coming to South Africa was a bit of a catalyst for our guys going longer? Uh, definitely. Um, whenever you have an increase in prize money, the, the shift of the more competitive athletes goes towards those races. Um, the, the, the shorter distance races historically have always been quite a small prize money uh, event and when when you have a race where you know they're bringing in hundreds of thousands of rands and in the case of Ironman even um, you know sometimes some of the races are even over a million rand uh, that that are up for grabs in prize money you have a lot of people that shift their focus to towards getting some of that reward. Now, Freddie, um, something you developed over the last couple of years, which I find very interesting, is called uh, My Program Generator, or MPG. Just give us a bit of history around that and, and what it entails. Well, MPG is a system that basically determines where an athlete's physiology is and then pairs that, uh, that physiological assessment with what is an optimized training program. So it's quite a revolution in, in, this, in the exercise space because we, we don't train athletes um, with a goal in mind. We train the athletes with their physiology in mind, um, working towards a specific goal. And we've had very, very good results with it as a result. And you apply this process to your own training as well, of course? Um, I do. Um, I'm a very time-constrained individual. Um, I'm not actually a... But technically, I'm not a professional in the, in the true sense of the word. I race in the category as a professional, but I still work. Uh, my wife says I work uh, more than a normal hour 
uh, job. And I still managed to get my training in and do the, the whole family responsibility things as well. Um, yeah, so for me, the time is a, is a real factor. And, and with MPG, every single workout I do is so targeted. Um, I get in, I do the workout, I'm finished, I'm done. I can get, get on with the rest of my day. Now, looking at something like MPG, do you physically have to be in the same space or people have to have somewhere where they go to? Or is it something that you could uh, sign up to anywhere in the world, basically? Well, we do have athletes um, on MPG from around the world. And it can it's, it's a remote training tool. Uh, you can use it wherever you are and pretty much with whatever devices or even if you don't have devices, you can still use it. Uh, re- relatively effectively and it's basically a system that can utilize whatever um, facilities and tools you have available to you if people want to find out more where can they do so um, they can go to the website itself it's the website is myprogramgenerator.com all the information is on there and we also have some resources and, and articles and what have you that people can can read and get a bit more information in that sense well Freddie, the concept sounds great it sounds very effective so do go i'll put that up on the show notes for you but moving back to east london and 70.3 not just in south africa across the world it is such a popular distance and a great entry level if you are thinking of doing a full ironman or one of the challenge events like challenge roth um, which 32gi were a big partner of this past year or in 2016 East London, it's it's not the easiest course, is it? I know that bike course is quite tough. It, it is the original South African 70.3, and it's it's a great start to the year in the triathlon sense, isn't it? Absolutely, and and the fact that they've closed off the entire highway really makes that event special. And, you know, in South Africa, you know, we don't have the opportunity to ride on such pristine roads very often. And when these opportunities present themselves it's so worthwhile just to make use of it but as you say that course is really tough there's pretty much no flat at all on the course and it is a k or two long as well also the time of the year is great it's, it's a lovely time of year in south africa but you are coming out of a, a december where a lot of people take it a little bit easier and uh, if you're doing 70.3 the key is though to to rem- keep that in the back of your mind isn't it and not let yourself go too much over the festive season Yes, exactly. Um, but I also I like to tell my athletes that that they don't need to take the, the the race too seriously in that sense. They need to take their their holiday, spend their time with their family over the break, and come back, you know, relatively fit, but with l- lower expectations of the race. That way, they get to enjoy the race more. And generally, when they take that pressure off themselves, they actually train even more effectively over the December holiday. Free, I always find it interesting because the guys like you at the top end of races do tend to feel a little bit differently from the guys who are going to be out there a lot longer. But in saying that, you guys have developed some great tips um, and strategies that you use. What are some of those for, I mean, let's use 70.3 in East London as an example. How do you go about fueling for something like that? Well, for me, the fueling process obviously starts in the taper when you start cutting down on um, on the actual training volume going into the race and you know there's no need to change what a lot of people change what they do in the race week they start eating a lot more carbohydrates they start changing things and obviously as you change things the body responds differently to how you used to you're the body responding so so my advice in going into the race is 
number one, don't change anything. Keep eating what you normally eat. And the fact that you've turned down the, the training volume, it will ensure that the, the necessary stores are stored for the race. And then going into the race, obviously, you know, you need to make sure that the body's hydrated. And you can check that with, you know, when you go to the loo, you can just see what color the urine is. If, if the urine is dark, then you know you're dehydrated. If the, if the urine is clear, then you know, obviously, that you, your body's um, done quite well in storing the fluids. And then in the race itself, um, I, I try and uh, – my rule of thumb is, is a minimum of one gram per carbo, of carbohydrate per hour per um, kilogram of body weight. So for me, weighing 70 to 75 kilograms, depending on time of year – I'm looking at 75 grams of carbohydrate per hour um, in a race like uh, like East London. And then um, I make sure I'm a very heavy sweater, so I need to take on at least a liter of fluid per hour. And um, and obviously the solution that I take, for me, the um, 32 GI is perfect because it's got perfect balance of electrolytes and, and carbohydrates. And it's very palatable as well. So that would be my advice, is to look at your body weight, look at your fluid losses, and then to plan your race accordingly and with minimal disruption to your normal routine. Now, Freddie, on, on a personal level, I know you're a father of three, and as you said, your time is limited. But, you know, at the level you are, you are afforded opportunities and, and good enough to go race across the world. Are there still some interesting stuff on your bucket list? Uh, I mean, Kona is a huge one for a lot of people. Is that on the agenda, hopefully? Um, David, I'd, I'd love to go to Kona. Um, I just don't know if it's realistic um, when when you're racing against people that don't work at all, um, and you and you're trying to become one of the top in the world. It's it's actually difficult to to mix it with that level. But having said that, it's I don't feel it's fair for me to race as an age grouper either because I feel I come with so much of an advantage in terms of experience and knowledge that I don't feel I'm, I'm, I'm playing an even field against the age group athletes either. So in terms of bucket list races, yes, I'd have to give up work for about six months um, to be able to chase some of those dreams. But the other dreams, I'd love to do Challenge Roth as well one day. Um, that's always been on my bucket list. Uh, going up the Solara bag is, is just one of those experiences that you know I've dreamed of for years. And so that's definitely going to be one of my, my races to do. But again, we're going to have to see how things pan out and, and you know, how opportunities present themselves. I know Mark Wolf did challenge Roth this year. I mean, as you say, you hear about it, you see these crowds, but uh, from him actually being there, that experience sounds like second to none. Challenge Roth uh, would be absolutely incredible if it's uh, something that you want to look to doing. Um, lastly, before I let you go, uh, not me in per se because I'm not going to be racing but I'm a novice going into 70.3 East London what would be the best bit of advice you would give a novice ahead of the race I would say to a novice that um, the things that cause anxiety are the things that could derail a person's race and, and, and usually anxiety comes from expectation so if a, if a novice can start the race with absolutely no expectation of, an, of the outcome but rather be present in the moment during the race. So as the gun goes off, the, the, the focus would be to swim to that first boy. And in the process of swimming to that first boy, get through the, the waves first and, and 
take each moment of the race as it presents itself and deal with each moment as it comes. And in doing that, focus on on the body, on, on what where, how you're feeling and you know what you need during the race rather than looking at everyone else and seeing what they're doing and what how fast they're going or how slow they're going. Um, you should only ever compare to yourself in a race like that. And I, I think if you can do that effectively, block out everything else, focus on what you have to do in the moment, uh, it's very difficult to have a bad day because bad days, from my experience, come about where things escalate without you realizing it because you focused elsewhere and you're not, you're, not, you're not listening to what your body needs and the speed at which your body should be going and you lose control. And, and, and that's where, where races um, go pear-shaped, so to speak. But yeah, I think, if, and, and again, I always say to my guys, commit to enjoying the experience and, and be in the moment so that you can remember everything and that you can take home the experience that you've gone through and, um, you know, be in control of yourself, I think is the key. Oh, it's some very valuable information, and I don't think it applies just to races like 70.3 London. Any ultra event, if you're a novice, that is some fantastic advice. So if you're going down to East London, if you're a novice, do look forward to it and, and make sure that it's a good race. Uh, from myself, Mr. Active, David Katz, a very big thank you to Freddie Lambrecht uh, joining us today on the podcast, and we'll catch up with you again next week. 32GI. leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors.